Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Dan, Rachel's dad. And this is Almost Bedtime Theater, a podcast about playing role-playing games with kids. With this episode, we're continuing our D&D actual play series that we recorded back when I was eight. In it, we discover the history of Don del Toro, Kale has plans, something exciting after all, 80% comfortable is enough, and looking super hard to beat. This episode also features music and soundscapes by Michael Gelfi. A link to his YouTube channel and information about the tracks we used are available in our show notes. And as always, if you would like to contact us with any questions, comments, and suggestions, you can email us at almostbedtimetheater at gmail.com or find us on Twitter as at almostbedtime. on Almost Bedtime Theater, Alethea the Elven Sorceress joined the crew of the airship The Trinket, protecting it from giant beetles and a thieving crew member named Thatch as it began its journey to deliver spices across the cloud sea. It's been a couple of days. You're getting close to your destination, your first destination where this cargo is needed to be dropped. What is uh, that's um, something that uh, Captain Mercy knows. Um, I'm going to go ask Captain Mercy. Okay. She's up with the pilot, Chief Pilot Amari, who actually is the one who keeps the ship going in the right direction. And they're having a, a brief chat about where you're headed. What would you like to ask? Where are we going? Oh, for the, well, we, we've got quite the, quite the trip planned, Captain Mercy says. Uh, but uh, right now, our, our first stop is going to be the, the island's of Don del Toro. And do you know, let's see, would you know who this is? Do you want to roll and see if you know anything about this Oh, uh, yeah. History? Yeah. 19 plus 2. 19 plus 2. 19. All right. You are quite aware of Don del Toro. Is it a person or a place? It's a person. So the islands are a place. You are aware. This is, is Don del Toro like their leader? He is an incredibly mind-bogglingly rich individual. What's known is that he has like two smallish islands, and we're talking maybe a couple of miles wide, two or three miles long, and in between them he has this gargantuan palace that, that like bridges between them, so it hooks them together. And so it's these two floating islands with this palace floating in between them. These are called the islands of Don del Toro. And it's where he lives, and he is known to be um, a, a collector. And he collects just things having to do with animals. So, like, he has, like, this, apparently, this, this huge menagerie, this huge zoo of all kinds of esoteric animals. And he likes to collect artwork and jewelry and things that are all depicting animals. His estate, this pair of islands, that's your first stop to drop off a bunch of spices. And Mercy says, "Yeah, apparently they're having a they're having a big party of some variety, and so they need a lot a lot of extra spices. You know, you know, all those super rich people having their party. It's going to be probably something pretty fantastic." I go down to my like little cabin mm-hmm. in the ship, and I take out some maps and I try to like find out find on the maps where the islands are on the coral. All right, now that's an interesting point. Uh, because the islands float around, so what? Did, I wonder what the maps look like. Maybe they're magical, and the islands are actually moving on them to tell you where they. Ah, 
And perhaps... Because then you would keep have to shifting where you're going. Maybe it's kind of like um, like with planets. If you know the velocities of the and the directions of the little islands, you can chart out where they will be on any given day. Even though they Except I think I think the maps are like magical, so that the islands aren't moving where they're okay. supposed to go. Okay. So the ma- the maps take care of that for you and figure out where the where the islands are supposed to be. I'm going to say that Alethea has has a smaller version of the great big maps that they've got, like up in the piloting area that they use to navigate with. So you take a look through, and yeah, looks like maybe in a day or two, as best you can tell, you will be reaching these islands that you're you're trying to get to. Is there anything in particular that you have planned for the next day or two that you want to do on the ship? Anybody you want to talk to? I'm going to go down to Thatch and I'm like, hey Thatch. <laughs> oh, it's you. What do you want? I just came down here to talk to you. Yeah. See if you're doing okay? Yeah. Guess so. He raises up one arm. He's like handcuffed to a big chunk of the engine. Clank, clank, clank. How you been doing so far these days? I'm doing fine right up to the point where I got, you know, clank, 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 handcuffed to an engine. Don't suppose you'd want to let me go? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I guess I'll just be here then. Clank, clank, clank. I go back up. No, I tell the person who's running the engine, you keep it going. Let's see, who's who's running the engine? I think her name is Kale. I walk over to her and I'm like, hi. Well, hi there. Doing good on the engine? Need some help? Yeah, we're just uh, churning right along. Churning right along. This has been a this has been a great voyage, you know. Uh, keeping everything going, and I think I've found a few places where maybe I could make some make some changes, you know. Uh, you know, maybe uh, add some add some more valves. I, I like valves. Or uh, or uh, maybe we could we could set up some. Like like air brakes, so like if we ever needed like spin 180 degrees all at once, then yeah, we could jam on those. But I, um, Captain says I I shouldn't take apart the engine while we're flying though. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But you know, when we land, you could try. <laughs> I'm a gonna. First chance I get that we're sitting still for more than like 30 minutes. I'm uh, I got plans. I got plans. Well, you need any help on like feeding it coal or anything? Oh, thanks. Uh, you, you know, Doc just came by a little while ago and filled her all up. But uh, but sure, anytime you feel like shoveling coal, come on by. Need any else? I think we're pretty good right now. Unless, uh, unless you want to convince the captain to stop for a bit. Mm. So I can take it apart. Put it back together. All shiny. I think we should be on land first so that it doesn't. we don't like get a chance to like fall into the cloud sea or anything. That's That's a good point. When you when we land, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, maybe I'll just tweak a few things to get us there faster, so we can what, land what, faster. What, 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 uh, when we get on the land, you can tweak it faster so that we can get back faster. I promise. Okay. You can make all the changes you want. Okay. That that sounds good. A- as long as Captain <laughs> agrees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain should agree. I can convince her. Yeah. Yeah. Got to make sure the captain's happy. Definitely. Okay. So should I just go back up, or could I just hang around or something? Oh, you can hang out if you want. I, uh, it's probably not going to be real exciting down here since I can't take the engine apart yet. But, yeah, if you, yeah, if you want to hang around, sure. Yeah, there's nothing really upstairs that's exciting. And just as you say that, you feel the whole ship just... <laughs> to one side, and then... <laughs> 
You got that engine working? Is it's it? not the engine. It's not the engine. I run upstairs and I'm like, ah, oh, what's happening? So as you run up the stairs, it's pretty clear what's happening. The wind is howling and you feel it hit you and it is so, so cold. And, and I'm like, hey, really cold up here. Is this like some defense matches or what? It's not us. And you're you're running along. I'm right now. I'm thinking. Okay, this must be some kind of defense to make sure that enemies or people don't get like into their private security or something. Ah, you can see there all around. It's storm clouds just whipping around, and there's actually lightning out there. But there's also snow. It's just like ooh, sleet and snow is coming down. And snow drifts are already kind of building on the deck where the wind is whipping around and piling the snow. It's, it's getting hard to see, like, even all the way out to the wings, because it's so much snow and wind blowing around, but you feel the ship shifting, starting to go down. Can I see other people, like, on the deck? There are other people on their deck. They're, they're, they're like, bracing themselves against the wind. They're trying to make stu- sure stuff's not getting blown off the ship. I really wish I had, I have, like, this huge spell that's, like, um, dome uh, lingy, tiny hobo hut. <laughs> and I could just be like, oh, my lady, it's big hobo hut. And then I just, like, make it around the thing. And I'm like, oh. Unfortunately, I don't have you it. don't have and the ship, I mean, you can just feel it's starting to, to go ahead. Then I'm like, then I, I run back down and I'm like, Kale, I'm giving you permission no matter what. You can do the engine right now. <laughs> and so Kale, she's she's clanking and she's like, shuffle cool, shuffle cool. And she's like twisting knobs and spinning. And then I go back up and I'm like, if you're not doing anything, come down here. I mean, it's not a huge number of people on this ship, but a couple of them are come down and it's like, what do we need to do? We're trying to make the engine go, make us go faster so we can get through the storm faster to see if that helps. Okay? Okay. Because right, what I'm thinking right now is this whole storm is like a, protect, a protecting thing to the islands. And so I'm like, Kale, what can I do? And she says, um, uh, two people can shovel coal and you can come over here and hold this. And okay. she hands you I, I hold a it. chunk of the engine, apparently. I, I hold it. And I'm like, you're a great engineer. <laughs> And she's like, bang, bang. And all of a sudden, I mean, like out of nowhere, she opens up something on the engine. She's like half inside the engine, which you will note is still trying to work. Because <laughs> there's still <laughs> noises as the pieces of engine are, are still shifting. I mean, still flying, kind of. Uh, I go up here and I'm like, if you can hear this, um, we're working on the engine down there. So it might be a little wonky. The ship is definitely flying wonky. Whether it's what's going on at the engine or the ice or both, it's hard to say. And, and I'm like, you're doing a great job with the shuffling. Great <laughs> job. And she pops her head out and finally like, comes out. Oh, she's all got grease and, and, you know, smeared oil stuff, stains on her. She was like, she wipes her hands off on her overalls. And she's like, give me that piece. Give me the piece. I give you, I give it to her immediately. She puts it on there and clank and spinning bolts. And, and then she's like, Okay! And she hits it with a big wrench, and the whole thing just starts to shudder. And then... And and you feel the ship jolt and jostle and blast forward. Roll a, roll a die to see if you manage to stay on your feet. Let's make it a, a dexterity check. Dexterity save. Eight plus 
plus four. Okay. It's twelve. So it, I'm probably like <laughs> you. You do stumble back. And I'm like, you guys okay? And and kind of crash into some boxes. You don't f- totally fall. You don't hurt yourself, but you you <laughs> bump into the boxes, and then you you feel the skids like you, you hear it that the, the the bottom of the ship has hit something it's can you breathe in the cloud chief well yes yeah yeah it's clouds okay oh maybe that was the wrong time to do it oh we might have been facing down but you did good you did good and the the ship ends up you just just sliding it's it's on the ground or somewhere when you pop your head up, it's it's that swirling ice storm, snowstorm, and the howling wind. And are, the we, ship are we on comes land? To a stop. And like, are we on land? Are we on land? And somebody says, "We're on, we're on something solid." You wouldn't land like this on the cloud sea, so you yeah, must like be under on, the cloud sea. Right, so you must be on an island. Of it could be under the cloud sea. It could be under the cloud sea. And I'm like. Most importantly to me right now is what's over the edge. And what I do, I find all the jackets I can. And I'm like, can I use your jacket? I'm going to go upstairs. I'll give it back to you, okay, when I come back down. Thanks. People okay. Hand over their jackets. Okay. Then I go back up. So you got black jackets and stuff? I have some robes and some, like, fuzzy kind of sorceress shoes. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, I go um, slowly peek over the edge. The engine has stopped which is really weird. You've heard that engine now for days, and to have that quiet it seems really weird. Um, and you, your footsteps are kind of this soft crunch, 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 as you step through the snow, which is already piling up on the ship. And you get to the edge, and you look over the edge, and it's snow. Lots and lots oh, of snow. Oh, the snow dungeon. And uh, it does look like there's, like, Maybe some trees out there, maybe? Or I go tree-like back. shapes, but it, everything is covered in snow. I go, back down, I go back down, and I'm like, I think this is a infested area. And I give everybody their jackets back. Your hand jackets back, and Captain Mercy and the pilot, they, they come down. We kind of tried to make the engine go faster to see if we would, like, hit the islands or something. And I guess we ended up on a snow-infested island. So, at least we have made we managed part of it. And Captain Mercy says, well, "Sorry, that, sorry." Actually, that that worked to our to our favor. Uh, I don't think we helped too much. Did we lose spices? It looked like things were, were pretty well strapped down, so I don't think anything blew overboard. And we we were actually dropping pretty fast, so that extra speed helped, so that we didn't just land crash right into this island but instead we slid onto the island so the ship didn't suffer the kind of damage it would have taken if we hadn't been going fast so that and we're really we're really lucky to still have this ship but it's only gonna last for like a house or something i mean i mean we've got we've got supplies certainly we were we were prepared for our trip but uh not enough to last for ages that's for sure do you guys have any maps we we could like see if like what what island this is and, like, where we are and how far we are from the island that we were at, that we were trying to go to. Because maybe we can get the engine powering up again. There's so much so much ice on the ship, on the wings. We, we, we can't, uh... Then I'm kind of like... We're gonna have trouble okay. lifting off. Thatch, do you know what island this is? And, uh... And, like, says, well, what about the... Who's the Mari again? The uh, captain. The pilot. Yeah, the pilot. pilot. Yeah, the chief pilot. 
although there's only one pilot, but she likes to be called the chief pilot. Uh, and she, she says, well, we got, I mean, we got the big map. Up sure, there. why not? Let's go. And you get to the uh, the ship's yeah. wheel. So you're it's you're you're in an enclosed space, kind of like a little cockpit looking place where where the pilots. You get in there, and the map the big map is there, and it does show that there is a an island where you are stopped. But it, the way it's marked on the on the map, it shows it's there, but it's generally at a height in the cloud sea itself. So you you actually dipped into the cloud sea, and you're you're under the top layer of the cloud sea. We're in the cloud sea, guys. Or at least there was an island here, something to land on. I have a question. Does the cloud sea go down forever and ever? It goes down real far. Uh, nobody nobody's ever found what happens at the bottom. If they did, they never came back. Right. I don't really wish to know what's down there. Given how the trinket was handling when we came down, I don't... Think we're going to get started up again? Well, not until we figure out some way to get that ice off. The, I, we're we're going to need... Well, first step, get it all off. Get everybody up here, get working. She looks out the window, and you can see, I mean, it's just storm. She says, I, until the storm lets up, I mean, I don't think we can remove ice fast enough. I'm not sure this storm will even stop or anything. Give me an arcana check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. You're, you're listening to what Pilot Amari is saying. And she's just describing how this storm came out of nowhere, and it's so intense. And you're you're thinking through... This is probably a spell somebody cast. Something is going on here. And and actually, you even on their big map, when you go check, there are, there are notes about islands and... That island, given the temperatures and things around here, you're you're nowhere near like an Arctic Circle or anything. This would exist here when it was so nice just the other day. I mean, maybe things are different under the cloud sea, but that doesn't it's, it just doesn't seem right. Then to like, your magical sense. Hold on a minute. Hold, I almost said, hold on a magic. <laughs> and then I look at it. I'm like, this this is not just regular weather. I, I bet somebody cast this. And and Captain Mercy says, well, if it's a spell, maybe we can find some way to break it or stop it. Is she like a spellcaster? She is not. Does she know about that? She knows you're a person who does magic. I mean, she knows magic exists. This is Remember, this is a world where some of the airships are run on magic. So magic definitely exists. Just not everybody has it. I'm trying to think of who would cast a spell like you are aware that this is this is high tech. This is this is high end magic. What you're talking here, there there must be um, some really sorceress out there. Somebody of super high level. Yep, exactly. Or some really impressive magic item, or something else. But it's it's not just somebody decided to cast a snowstorm. It, this is really high level. There will be an identifiable source to this. I told them that like. This is something we really need to do. Like, we really need to focus on what we're doing and be smart and use our wits and not just hang around like, oh, it'll be an over in five minutes or something. Yep, Mercy says. You're you're our magic expert. I don't um, know. I, I, I can't necessarily, like, do it or anything. I, I, I'm pretty low-level magic. I mean... Well, you got more than me. I think you got more than everybody on this ship. I don't have really any useful... 
thing that'll help us get out of the storm or anything. I don't know. It seems like since you're the one who knows the most about magic, you might be the best one to investigate going on and see if you can find an answer. Okay. I'll allow two people to come with me. Other than that, nobody else. I don't want to risk it. Okay. Because I, I really don't want anybody dying on this. Oh, me either. Me either. Um, right. There's at least four people I want to come, but I should... I don't really need everybody coming. Who who would be your preference? What kind of what kind of skills are you looking for? Maybe um, I can help you out. Do we have any other magic users on this boat? It's it's okay if not. I, we not that I'm aware of. Um. Other than that, I'm probably looking for kind of like people who can fight really well and sneak. Kind of. Not huh? necessarily those really obvious fighters, or you know. Because those tend to die in <laughs> things where you have to go sneaking around. So, yeah. And definitely good spy people. Okay. Right. So, Murph thinking, she says, um, I have... The other two people I was thinking of were Kale and uh, Donabella, but since they mm-hmm. seem like pretty good people, but Kale seems kind of, you know, on the clinky side. Donabella? Can, can absolutely be available. Uh, we can check with Kale, although... I don't think she really wants to come. Maybe she wants to, like, keep an eye on the engine just in case something goes wrong or something. Honestly, given that we have been sitting still for more than five minutes, I would not at all be surprised if she's dismantled part of the engine already. I know she has been itching for time to make changes when we weren't flying. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen that too. So, we can check, but I'm betting she's already got plans for this time. I'll go see if Donabella is Donabella is comfortable comfortable with that and I go down to the engine and I'm like, Donabella, can you yeah. can you come, please? Uh, ca- Captain said that you were a good person for sneaking and fighting. Oh, okay. <laughs> um sneaking in snow. Here I come. Are, are you are you comfortable with that? I you know, it'll give me something to do. That's all right. Uh, I, I need I, I need a 100% on this, that, that you're completely comfortable with this. Because if you're not, I'm not taking you. I, oh, how about a solid 80% comfortable? Pack up. All right. And I get it. And then I'm like, salute you all. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, when you went down there, yeah, Kale is into deep the into t- the engine. <laughs> I go back and I'm up and I'm like... She's a dream work master. <laughs> and I told them that her, I, I couldn't see her, but I could see the engine was, c- the top was completely off. And I saw two small feet sticking into the air. So, yeah, I, I think she's doing something. She said she wanted to make it so, like, she could, you could turn 180 degrees immediately and, like, you don't have to, like, go slowly turning. Yeah. Just push a lever and boom. When, you, when you're explaining this, the look on Captain Mercy's face is kind of this slightly horrified <laughs> look. And the look on Amari's face is so gleeful. It's like, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you two have very different personalities. So you go get yourself ready. Well and done. when I come out, I have a dagger in my, in my belt. And I have like kind of this kind of flower crown thing and I have a bow and arrow strapped on my back with a quiver of arrows and 
that's actually my second bow, and I'm actually carrying my first bow in my hand, and then I have a second quiver. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm ready. They have managed to cobble together for you, so you've also got some nice, nice thick, nice thick jacket and like, clothing. Thanks. And I, I have some, my some really I have, solid boots. I have my robes over it because I kind of want to look like I'm a sorceress, not a traveler. Like I want to look as professional and magic using as possible. So like, ah. if there's somebody out there who's trying to kill me, I will look super hard to beat. And Donabella comes out onto the deck, and she looks actually dwarf size she's she's like she, yeah she's looking like twice as big as she normally is she's got these these like snow blindness goggle things on and she's, and she's like, totally you look good thanks but it's it's very muffled and in underneath all that garb let's go you and throw like, a rope ladder over the side luck. and scale down the side of the ship which is mostly up there's so much snow that it's landed in and you drop down and land in the snow. And I think that's where we're going to stop, because it's bedtime. I will look super hard to beat kind of thing, so that, and like, say things like, Oh, you don't want to go against me, do you? You know you don't. You don't. Your nose is...